The latest auction from pop culture powerhouse Hakes Auctions was an exciting one. Since 2017, Hakes has become synonymous with vintage Star Wars treasures, and Auction 233 certainly did not disappoint. The auction contained approximately 250 Star Wars-related items, spanning the entirety of Kenner's production run. Early prototypes and production gems from the original films, carded graded figures for almost every character from the Kenner line, and boxed vehicles and playsets provided a depth rarely seen in other auctions. And at the end of the auction, Hakes included some special modern Star Wars collectibles, opening the door for modern pieces to be included in future auctions and giving the Hasbro line the recognition it deserves. So how did Star Wars collectibles do in this latest auction? What is the current market like for these beloved and storied action figures? And what were some of the shocking prices and values reached as collectors around the world bid on them? This is an exploration of some of the most discussed and desirable pieces from the auction, along with their stunning final values. This is another conversation with friend and co-author of the essential Kenner book, Engineering an Empire, Matt George. This is what collectors love to do, hang out for an hour and dig deep into the hobby they love in the aftermath of a major Star Wars-themed event. This is a look at the results of the Hakes Auction, number 233. And this is Star Wars. Prototypes and Production. George, the Hakes auction is over. Uh, I think uh, it, it brought in something like $3.3 million. I want a shield, which is great. A Marvel shield. I'll tell you about it some other time. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. I can't believe uh, some of these prices. It's crazy. Hey, yeah, it- before, we, before we get started, I have to give a shout out to Disney+. Plus. I don't know how far down the rabbit hole you've gone in the Star Wars section on Disney+. Plus, but... If you haven't watched the Galaxy of Sound, it's really cool and uh, very chill in the background to have on just kind of while you're farting around the house. But definitely check it out. It's really cool. Pays homage to to the sound of Star Wars, not just, you know, not uh, necessarily the John Williams sound, but the the actual like soundtrack. Um, and they, they like strip out all the uh vocals no one says anything it's just strictly the sounds it's the movies of the entire star wars universe so was just watching that and um wanted to give uh, a shout out to that uh, particular show just check it out and then i was watching that empire of dreams document uh, the documentary of star wars 
I, yes. th- I, my theory, I think, I think my theory is people started calling Luke farm boy, farm boy because of that documentary. He's referred really? to as farm boy in that documentary. So as I'm exploring the, uh, all the Disney plus has to offer on the star Wars section, um, those two things stuck out as being uh, definitely worth mentioning. I feel like people called him farm boy Luke toward the end of the nineties as well. Did and then that, that eventually became Luke, the Luke farm boy figure. Yeah. That's an unfortunate moniker there. It's, <laughs> it's, it really is. I like original Luke. That's what we came up with last time. Yeah. Strong, okay. quite strong. <laughs> Well, so we are now. Uh, we weren't planning on doing this, uh, but you were you were kind enough to uh, to, to join me again uh, for a conversation about the Hakes number two thirty three auction, and we decided, you know what, it might be fun to take a look at some of the prices that were realized and um, some of the surprising and shocking uh, <laughs> prices, and and uh, you know some of these pieces sold for a, a ton of money and. Um, and again, I mean, there were there were just some in there that um, that really surprised me. So uh, we have a list here of. Um, I went back and I looked at out of the 100 items that were sold in the entire Hakes auction, um, the, the the top 100 as far as prices. It was really interesting to see. So uh, Star Wars items made up 24. Of those items, of those one top one hundred, so that that's you know roughly a quarter um, of all the items that were sold for for a big value in uh, in the Hakes auction turned out to be vintage Star Wars items. Yeah, my Texas public school education tells me that's twenty four percent, twenty four of a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very very surprising. Given the breadth of these Hakes auctions, I mean, you have everything from. You know, political to comic to original artwork, um, action figures in general, and then kind of specifically the Star Wars. So out of that entire catalog of product to have that many in the top 100, I think it shows uh, that the hobby is pretty strong. Absolutely. And, you know, there were some really big items. Uh, Star Wars did not have a six-figure item this time. Normally we have a rocket fet that that takes – that that role, um, but there was uh, the Captain America shield, the hero shield prop from Avengers Endgame, um, and it sold for two hundred and sixty thousand um, dollars. So that that was really the the number one item um, in the top one hundred. Uh, there, I think there was a uh, a proof sheet from Pokemon, you know, Pokemon cards. Uh, there were some. Real key issues uh, for for comics. You had, I think, um, I think it was Amazing Fantasy fifteen, X Men number one, Fantastic Four number one. You know, so those were probably in the top ten or twenty. And then um, you had a, a few historical pieces, not as many as I thought there'd be. And then some uh, photos from baseball teams from I would say maybe the twenties and thirties, somewhere around there. Um, but really, I mean, the, the fact that Vintage Star Wars items took up a quarter, or as you said from your education, 24%. was really incredible. Yeah, it's some, you know, a wide variety of items, too, here on this uh, on this list of top Star Wars items, too. So 
Uh, you want to get into the list? Sure. Uh, so at number 24, we have the, it's the Diecast X Wing, uh, and it was on a hybrid Star Wars slash Empire Strikes Back card, uh, and it had a, a quality control sign off sheet on the front of it. And that sold for $5,900. So, Matt, do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, the next item up here is... <laughs> Neither of us were really impressed by that piece. It's okay, but yeah. <laughs> All right, number 23, Matt. Yeah, uh, sold at that same $5,900 price point. We got uh, Darth Vader, TIE Fighter, uh, AFA 75. Um Given how much that 85 went for an auction or two ago, um, I thought this actually went, uh, you know, less than I, you know, what I thought it was going to go for. And that 85, I believe that that was the collector's edition one that came out in 1982. And this was the original, I believe it's 1978, uh, the, the, the original TIE fighter. So, um, were you, were you surprised that it went for something close to six thousand dollars, or you know, really, could you see it going for more money? Yeah, I thought it'd fetch a little bit more than that. Just uh, you know, given how hard that piece is to find in decent shape, and you know, we've had a lot of uh, a number of pieces in you know vehicles, sealed vehicles, sell for you know quite a bit more, and you know, we'll touch upon that a little bit later. But um, I don't know, just kind of where the market's been on that piece and vehicles i thought it just you know get up there a little bit more it's funny what five graded points will do but i think if it was an 80 i think it would probably have sold closer to maybe 7500 or eight thousand dollars yeah at least i would say it's such a tough piece to find in good shape it really is it's, it's amazing how hard it is that one um the the original land speeder is a little easier but um, the the X wing as well too is really tough. Yep, absolutely. And you know the sand crawler you never you rarely find those in just tip top condition. Um, and the Sonic Landspeeder too. That's a really yeah. you know the the store exclusives. Um, those are really tough to find. Yep. Number twenty two, we have our uh, first Boba Fett on the list. Uh, Boba Fett was very popular in this auction. And uh, this one is the carded Empire Strikes Back Boba Fett. It was um, it was the Empire Strikes Back version, so it wasn't the the regular Star Wars version. And it was a twenty one G. It had, I believe, it it had um, uh, the Bosk offer on the sticker on the back, like the the circular sticker. Um, and it sold for uh, again five thousand nine hundred twelve dollars. Yeah, that's. Kind of in the ballpark where I thought it would go for maybe a little bit more, just you know, because it's in such good shape. People like that twenty-one back, so um, I guess not too surprising. Yeah, next item we got the uh, stuffed R two D two store display. So this was the the cardboard bin that those would be put into. What what fix six or so units back in the I day? Thought, yeah, I thought it was more, but yeah, maybe nine. But they were pretty big. Yeah. So this one went for uh, $5,913. This, you know, these don't pop up for sale too often. No, it's it's a nice display. It was honestly, it was kind of a surprise for me because I think with the, the condition of it and then also 
uh, I just wasn't putting that much into um, the idea that that one of these would would sell towards six thousand um, dollars. You know, but it, it was it was really shocking. But um, you know, it's nice that it was graded and cased, uh, and I think whoever gets it is going to be really thrilled with it. So yeah, yeah, just they just don't pop up too much, so you don't have a whole lot of uh, comps to to kind of fall back on pieces like that. I had a friend who, right before Celebration Chicago in 2019, um, he had found the, um, it was the display, uh, it was the Chewbacca plush display. Um, mm. He managed to get it for, you know, a great price. And I, I think it sold somewhere around 4500 somewhere around there oh. um, at Celebration. But, uh, you know, again, that's just a really hard piece to find. Um I'm not sure if the R2 is is comparable to that, um, but you know, apparently uh, now, you know, and especially with with everything kind of rising in price, uh, six thousand dollars is uh, is apparently where an AFA seventy is at right now. Yeah, crazy. Cool. We have our first uh, non Boba Fett figure here, and uh, it's a carded Star Wars twelve A back Princess Leia, graded at an eighty five which I think you and I talked about it in previous episodes with a, a character that is either white and plastic or, or painted white. It's very hard to find one of those original figures um, in really good condition, one that hasn't been discolored. The fact that this one, that this carded figure earned an 85 is incredible and it sold for $6,000. Um, Matt, do you think that's high for the piece or is that is that really kind of the new norm for these original 12 facts. Yeah. I don't, it seems high to me. Um, you know, there was a little bit of discoloration, um, wasn't terrible, but definitely noticeable. Mm. Um, that just, uh, would kind of take me out of the running personally. It's just, you know, preference. Some people, you know, they see the grade, you know, they're fine with it. Um, got a couple people going after that really want it and can get up there. Um, yeah, and I think we're also we've talked about this in the in the previous episodes, but we're also dealing with a different audience uh, as far as bidders, right? We're getting, I think, we're getting more investors. We're getting people maybe who aren't connected to the collecting groups. Maybe they're not even you know surfing eBay and and all these other sites and picking pieces up. And this is you know one of a handful of times a year where you know they get a, a catalog like this, they see the piece that they want, and they they go all in on it. Um, it seemed like, it seemed like there was a real run on these 12 backs between 2015 and 2017. And then right around the time, either right before the last Jedi or, or maybe, you know, during that, that era, um, it seemed like people started to lose interest that there were so many up for sale and the prices really dipped. And, uh, and now we're starting to see everything, you know, over this past year, come back up. Um, I personally, I thought that, uh, the, an AFA 85 Leia 12 a would be sort of in the $3,000 range, but, uh, apparently I was, um, I was off by, uh, 50%. Yeah. Um, uh, crazy 6,000. <laughs> um, well, I hope they're happy with the, uh, with the piece when they get in. Yeah, it's it's a great piece. I'm always worried about shipping after this, but yeah, 
Yeah, that, hope that gun clings on for dear life. <laughs> Especially if the figure is an 80, you know, at that point. Uh, yeah. And that's one of the things. So if if you're listening to this and, and um, you're considering buying carded figures, you have to be careful because if you have a figure where the, the weapon is taped to the bubble, right? And, and you know, if, if you care about these subgrades, um, if... If you have an 80 as the card or an 80 as the bubble and you have an 85 as the figure, um, once that tape dries up and once that weapon falls, then that subgrade automatically for the figure becomes an 80. So if you already have one 80 subgrade and you get this other one, it actually brings the entire overall grade down to an 80. So, Yeah, that would, uh, would freak me out, mailing that something that expensive. Absolutely. All right, next item here we got first twelve Star Wars Bell Hanger display, graded at AFA seventy, sixty one hundred. Yeah, you and I talked about this piece. I, I this is this is the uh, one display that I would get personally. Yeah, I, it's. I think it's one of the nicest pieces in the whole collection uh, for this auction. Yeah, absolutely. It's. You know, I thought about bidding on this piece, but just wound up, uh, you know, looking at something else. But I want to get the one of these one day for sure. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And as a reminder, um, it has essentially the the drawn images of the first twelve Star Wars figures on the display, and it just to me it it just it's right up there with um, the early bird certificate and and. Um, and the, and the kit as one of the more iconic pieces from that early 77, 78 collection. Yeah. Do you think, so one of our collector friends had commented after the auction had ended and, uh, and said that he felt that some of the displays that sold, and I think he was referring to this one sold at a, a heavier discount, you know, whereas the carded figures tended to sell, either around their current market values or sometimes way over it. Um, do you feel that that 6,100 is a fair price for the, the bell hanger display? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't seem too far out of the, you know, realm of possibility for myself. So, you know, I'm just an average collector. So I think 6,000, you know, people that, that really did that early stuff, you know, they know they're going to have to pay up and, just that just seems like a figure that's you know within reason. Mm-hmm. It surprised me, and I mean, you know, again, it could come down to something like the grade, but I was, I think, I was hoping that a piece like this would go higher. Um, and I say that not for not for value, but just that it would be recognized as something really special. Yeah, I mean, you get you know eighty eighty five condition. You're talking you know well into the five figures, so um, just the seventies. You know, dinging it just a little bit, but still a great piece. Hmm. Okay, and then after that, we have the Revenge of the Jedi Millennium Falcon framed proof sheet. So usually when when a proof sheet comes to auction, a lot of times we see that it's either graded and cased in acrylic or it's it's um, it's ungraded and it's just, you know, by itself. Um, we haven't really seen a frame proof sheet in a while. Uh, and I wonder if that added to um, to the excitement of it because it, it's framed beautifully. Uh, but this one pulled in uh, a realized price of six six thousand four hundred ninety dollars. 
Yeah, that seems about right. Um, you know, frame job like that's, you know, grand 1500. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, you know, leaves the, the proof itself at, you know, 5,000, you know, 5,500, something like that, which, you know, seems about right to me with that buyer's premium. Mm. I don't collect proof sheets or, you know, vintage proof sheets and, and proof cards, but I have to say, um, this one, I was really excited to see this one in there. And it was one of those where for a brief second, I considered bidding on it just because it, it's so gorgeous. Um, you know, I, I think all of us grew up with the Millennium Falcon and I think it, it just, you know, the, the box art means something to us. Um, it's cool that this was a revenge of the Jedi, um, proof sheet as well too, but, um, but it is one that, it, it kind of stoked something in me now where I'm, I'm keeping an eye out for, you know, a, a, a nice proof sheet like that. Yeah. This is just, you know, pop art, you know, it's yeah. a piece of artwork. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody can relate to it. So. Yeah. Okay. And we get the, uh, next up carded Tuscan Raider. AFA 8552. So this is this is the 17th um most expensive Star Wars item in the auction. And to me, this one was the biggest surprise yeah. to the point where uh, not even yeah, not even close. It doesn't even make sense. No. I I've, I I looked as like, is there some kind of like uh an anomaly, you know, was he packed with the wrong weapon or something <laughs> unique like that? But man, it just looks like a run of the mill, you know, 12 back Tuscan Raider. It is, I, you know, it's a, I believe it's a 12 back a, um, mm-hmm. and the 12 back a's right now are white hot. It's what everyone is really chasing. Um, but even on, on the Facebook groups and on, on eBay and, you know, kind of the collector's marketplace, we are not seeing prices like this. Um, you know, <laughs> this particular character too, like as far as 12 backs, you know, sand people, one of the most plentiful and, you know, therefore, you know, the, the most of the better conditions. So it's not like this is hard to come by. No. And, and, um, I think a lot of them have, have stayed in pretty good condition. Uh, we've seen some really nice ones in the past. And the thing is, if, if you were kind of ranking, the first 12, um, as far as, you know, value and popularity, really the, the Tuscan Raider is sort of at somewhere around number 11, you know, maybe right above the Jawa or maybe even, you know, less popular than the Jawa now. But, um, for me, this is, this is the one that I keep looking at and I'm just racking my brain trying to figure out how this could have pulled in almost $8,000. And I, just, I mean, the card, the card as a subgrade is an 80. So it's not even like it's straight 85s or some, you know, crazy 90 or 95 grade. It's, it's an 85. And if that, if that staff becomes loose, then it's an 80. Yeah. I just, it's seven times what I thought it would go for. <laughs> what? Okay. So, I mean, I, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what would you, what would you have actually valued it? And I'm, I'm guessing, you know, you're pretty much saying about a thousand dollars. Yes, yeah, a thousand fifteen hundred somewhere in there. Again, it's not hard to come by. No, no, not at all. Um, 
was there, and, and maybe you know, not one on this on this current list, but was there another item that surprised you more than this Tuscan Raider, or was this the the biggest shocker for you? Yeah, by far, this was the biggest shocker. Okay. Not even close. So to the person who won it, hey, con- congratulations. Congrats on that. <laughs> yeah. Way to set the market. Yay. Yeah. I, I started looking through my collection and I'm like, oh, I have, I think I have a 20G. But I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> I have to find one of those 12As now. Um, crazy. Man, um, I got a 12, I got that 12A, the one that I've got now. It's 12A, AFA 85. It was, let's see, I got it in 2018, $800. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, you know you could, and, and, like, it wouldn't to even, Disney World. Yeah, like it, I didn't even like uh, like overpay then or underpay. Then. You know that was like the going rate. Right, right, and that I mean, if, to me that that makes more sense. I, you know, I think if you were to ask anybody who is a collector who maybe isn't completely familiar with where prices have been right now, but you know, just have a as a general idea of the market, I, I think. You know, almost every collector would have said it's about, as you said, a thousand to maybe fifteen hundred, and maybe even that's a little high for this. But yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, well and this is this is the the strangest part, right? So this Tuscan Raider is sitting nicely in between the Revenge of the Jedi Millennium Falcon framed proof sheet at number eighteen, and then at number sixteen, we have the Ewoks. Uh, from the Ewoks line, the unproduced Bondo proto-molded prototype figure graded at an AFA 70 for $8,253. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's the item or the, the two items that are closest right now in value uh, in this auction to the carded 12A Tuscan Raider. It's just bonkers. Just to give you an idea of where, what we're looking at. So uh, that one's an outlier. Has to be. Uh, yeah. So, what do you think of this this Bondo proto molded figure? Yeah, to me, the grades you know irrelevant. It's such a you know one of one type of figure, just very low populations. So, um, I thought it was a you know a good deal just compared to kind of where that market is. It seems like when pieces like this come for sale in the groups or just kind of behind the scenes, they usually go for a little bit more. It's just that's my impression, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen, you know, a, several transact, you know, publicly. So, um, yeah, I, I thought, I think the, uh, the person who won this is, is pleased with the purchase. Okay. And then, um, you know, we've, we've been able to get a general idea of the hard copy market and, and the first shot market, um, I'm not really too familiar with the proto mold market because we just haven't seen many come up for sale. Um, we have a number of friends who have them in their respective collections, but so if we were looking at at, at these items, at these proto molds, now I know the the ones from the original trilogy go for much more, um, but still for droids and Ewoks, I mean, is is eighty two hundred fair? Is that on the on the low end for a proto mold? Yeah, it seems to me like that. Uh, just looking at some of the pieces I've seen trade hands uh and then this one's you know unproduced um you know this this was going for below where the where i've seen others traded recently so um i think this whoever again whoever got this i think is really pleased with the purchase okay that's fantastic um and it is you know it's funny 
I was looking at it before. It's graded an AFA 70. It comes with um, the two accessories that the figure was meant to come with, which is, you know, great just to have that uh, complete, but I couldn't figure out why it had graded a 70. And the, the quality of the piece is, I mean, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's beautifully painted. It, it looks fantastic. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it certainly, it, it, dis- it displays wonderfully. Uh, these Ewoks pieces were really colorful. Um, it's a shame we never got the unproduced or, you know, the second series because they just, you know, they were great characters, great pieces. Yep. Absolutely. Next one we got up here is the carded Boba Fett 21 C. So this would have been the secret, uh, figure offer AFA 80. That went for $8,400. I was really surprised at this because when you and I were talking about it, you had mentioned that the 21C is rarer than the 21B. Um, and in addition to being rarer, it, it also, uh, this one was, there was a 21B in the auction as well too. Um, but And this 21C was graded at an 80, 21B was graded at a 75. I clearly expected the 21C uh, to sell for more money and was surprised that, you know, it came in lower, uh, at, at 84.38. Yeah. It's just, um, obviously it comes down to personal preference, but, um, yeah, I've seen people going after that, that 21 C run pretty aggressively and usually pay up to get those, you know, harder, harder to get figures, more popular figures. And that's where I figured this one, we get caught up in, as people just, you know, going after the Fed, but also going after the, um, that one particular run. I think when we discussed it, I, I think um, we had both, you know, expected this to sell for for over $10,000. Um, I know I yeah. was surprised that it sold for, you know, $8,400. Um, I don't know. I yeah, mean, do you sure. think somebody got a pretty good bargain on this one? Yeah, I think when, you know, fast forward five years, I think when you look back at this auction, um, I think that piece will look to have been at a, at a pretty good deal. Hmm. I wonder if it was less desirable to certain collectors and maybe ones who aren't familiar with the um, the sub backs, you know, a, a 21B versus a 21C. And just something like the 21B is essentially, if I have it correct, it's offerless on the front. Um Whereas, you know, that the sticker covers up part of the, the fireball, uh, in, in the, the space scene with Boba Fett. So, you know, that might've been, it might've been an aesthetic choice as well too. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I don't collect, uh, offers outside of the 20 bags. Um, I don't know. I just, I know there's a lot of people that just collect nothing but, uh, offerless. So, mm-hmm. um, it's just I figured there'd be a couple people kind of that, that do collect it, um, kind of going after it because this kind of checks all the boxes. It's funny. I mean, people have always collected the the different um, backs. You know, uh, so some people would go for the offerless ones. Some people do collect the the ones with the offers. It seems like in previous years, people have tended to go toward the very clean fronts you know, the, um, the offerless ones. And now we're starting to see people really dig in and dive into these, these sub backs and, uh, and are looking for ones with particular offers. So, um, it is nice to see them getting love. Uh, I think, 
I think 8,400 for a carded FET graded at an 80 uh, does sound slightly low, um, but it's it's not it's not horrible. I mean, it's uh, you know, <laughs> it's 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 a it seems lower than what I think fair market value is right now. Yeah, I agree. At number 14, we have one of my favorite pieces uh, in in the entire thing. It's it's one that I really had never seen before, uh, and it's just it's one of the most striking Empire Strikes Back pieces I've seen. Um, it's the Empire Strikes Back Probot first shot, and it was graded at a 90. Um, it was essentially shot in a in a whitish plastic, whitish beige plastic, whereas the, the production figure is in a gray. Um, and that one sold for $8,573. Yeah, it's a gorgeous piece. We, we talked about this one, and uh, we both would not be surprised at it if it got up this high. Did you, uh, did you expect it to go higher than $8,500? Uh, yeah, maybe slightly higher, uh, just because it's just such a striking toy. And, you know, those are hard to come by. Empire stuff's, you know, fairly hard to come by mm-hmm. and you know it's a popular character and it's appeared you know multiple times throughout the the universe so i think it's uh just again kind of checks all the boxes i think it was if it was a figure instead of a probot um i, I think it probably would have pulled in i mean it could have pulled in something like double of course depending on the figure um but uh, but it, you're right. It's so striking. It's just such an incredible piece. Um, that one and the the twelve back uh, bell hanger display are are two of my favorites that we've discussed so far. Yeah, I'm with you. Hmm. Um, let's see what do we got. The early bird certificate. Oh, this is the. I was disappointed in this one. It, this is the one that had a AFA eighty plus grade on it. Um, if I remember correctly, it didn't have any price stickers. I think um, you're right. And it's, it, it's fully sealed and, and graded. So it's one of those rare ones that survived. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've definitely seen pieces sell, you know, right around that 10,000 mark in similar condition. I think, you know, maybe even just regular 80 condition. Um, so this one at 8761, um, now in my mind, it's, it's low. On the podcast before, I've done some episodes um, with a few friends where we've looked at certain trends in, in the in the collecting market and um, and just the you know the prices of certain items and and which ones are are popular now and which ones might be popular in the future. And um, you know, I, I think you and I had agreed on this in the in the previous chat that this is one that maybe hasn't fully realized uh, its popularity yet um, and. Um, you know, where people tend to focus more on the early bird kit itself. Um, but I do think over the next maybe four or five years, you're just going to start to see a demand for these because they're so hard to get. Um, they don't take up a lot of dis- uh, of space, but yet they display beautifully, you know, and they really tell the the historical story of Star Wars and the, the toys. Um, so you were right. I mean, you you called it early on when we were looking at the um, the catalog that this is a, an incredible piece. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, just when, you, you know, 50 years from now, when people look back at the star Wars toys from back then, um, 
and they tell that story. Like you can't tell that story without this being one of the first things that, you know, that people bring up. It's just, uh, you know, just intertwined with the hobby itself, I think is, is kind of the way I look at it. What would you say the reason is that people have not caught on to this yet where there isn't a, a crazy demand for it? Um, I don't know, maybe just kind of the aesthetics. It's so thin and, you know, might be, um, I don't know. There's just not a lot of excitement around it just for, a uh, an envelope and, you know, some paper product. Um, and it's not like a three dimensional toy. I think that might be, uh, probably the, the biggest blocker to it kind of getting up there in price. I think you're right. I think the lack of, of it being figural, uh, or, or, you know, how or being linked to a specific character or figure, um, maybe, you know, we've seen it anytime that you have, a especially an original trilogy character and a a 3d example uh, attached to something. I mean, the value does tend to, to, to rise. The interest tends to rise, but um, I I can, I mean, do you see this one as gaining in popularity over time? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, it seems like uh, kind of the longer you're in the hobby, the more you appreciate the history and kind of get into the, to the, the minutiae a little bit more and this piece becomes, um, I don't know, maybe a more special piece to people kind of as they uh, are in the hobby longer. Um, I don't know. I, I see, you know, more and more of my friends wanting this piece and, and, you know, they're, you know, fairly advanced in their collecting. So, um, you know, I, 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 maybe it's just personal preference kind of, you know, I've got bias or whatnot, but um, I, I I see this piece gaining in popularity as as more collectors kind of uh, progress throughout the hobby. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, and, and again, it, it's one that just when you look at it, you you know exactly what it is. Um, it means something to the film. It means something to uh, a number of people's childhoods. Uh, as well as, um, you know, to, to collecting and to, um, to playing with these toys, you know, and, and growing up with them. So, um, we, we laughed before at the Tuscan Raider, you know, that it was kind of sandwiched in this list between, uh, an Ewoks proto molded figure and a revenge of the Jedi frame proof sheet. Um, it's nice to say that this early bird certificate is sandwiched in between, uh, the, the probot first shot at number 14 and then at number 12 now, the Empire Strikes Back, Luke Hoth figure, first shot. And uh, and this one sold for um, $9,086. Yeah, that I, I'm shocked that it sold that high. Um, really? Yeah. What um, was your initial estimate on it? I mean, I thought, you know, 6000 to 7500 somewhere in there. Um, and even that 7500 would be pushing it. Just because, you know, several of these have, have come to market you know, recently, you know, in the last year or two. Um, and, you know, I see some of these get posted for sale and, you know, uh, in threads and, and whatnot. And, um, I don't know, they just don't seem to have the interest as they did, you know, a couple of years ago is more have come to the market. 
I agree. And I think for, for us, you know, we're, we're embedded in all of these groups and, you know, we're constantly on places like eBay. And so we're, we're aware of how many turn up, you know, and when our friends post pictures or if, you know, they're selling them, we're aware of that. I think again, looking at this, this Hakes audience, um, which is funny, it's, it's really a different audience that I, I really expected it to go in the 10 to $12,000 range. Um, and not to, you know, I would say to, to someone who is a collector outside of the groups and outside of the community, the collecting community at large. Um, so, you know, again, it, it's Luke. Uh, Luke Hoth is, is a very iconic toy and iconic character. Um, it was uh, in essentially, a, I believe it was a, um, a beige color. Is that correct? Yeah, it's like a beige and gray and white i think something like that it's it's markedly different than than the uh the production version i mean it's it might be like white and gray i think are the two colors i'm pulling it up now you're right it's so it's a gray torso and then it has uh, almost beige a uh, beige head and beige limbs you know it's just it's a it's a strikingly different color um i could see you know especially we've seen a number of these so i could see the price landing in that six to $7,000 range, um, to a wider audience of collectors. And I think when you start looking at people who are maybe, you know, really kind of seeing these as investment pieces or people who don't take part in the community, um, you know, and, and have the money to, to pick up an item like this, 9,000 is, you know, is realistic. Um, is will will the next one that pop up, especially in our community, will it go for nine thousand? I don't think so. Um, you know, I think as you said, probably off by about two or three thousand dollars. Yeah, and that it, I think even more. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess when you get in that auction setting, and it's the people that just have a, I don't know, a passing interest in it, and just want something that sticks out in their collection. They just you know bid till they get it, I guess. It's just, uh, um, I don't know. I was just, I was kind of surprised by this one. It's one of the things about an auction that I know there's no way to do it, but I, I wish, I wish we were able, you know, even after the fact to, to see from a bidder's perspective, you know, or to, to kind of hear the story of the pieces, um, as far as how many people maybe were bidding on one item, you know, it, it, I mean, for this Luke Hoth first shot, it might've been two people that were just taking it to the limit. Um, you know, but it's always interesting because, you know, you can, you can see how many, how many bids were placed, but you know, again, that could be by two different people or it could be by, you know, nine different people. Um, but you know, so I think we, we lose a little bit of the story in that. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. Next up, carded Star Wars Fett, 21 back, AFA graded 75, $9,086. Mm-hmm. So the same price as the the Luke Hoth first shot. Uh, you know, this one I thought it was low. I think, uh, you know, we talked about people putting, you know, buy it now ads out there for you know, this figure granted 85 condition, but like 15,000. So, you know, no, I, I think that's maybe for an 80, honestly, I, I thought, you know, 
for an 85, maybe you're looking at that 20 to 25,000 now at this point. Wow. Yeah. That just, I'm shocked that it didn't go higher. And they got, you know, you got the show coming out and I figured that, you know, you get some people, you know, looking on the investment side too, just to get this piece kind of before that show came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as you uh, said, we've had a number of, of friends and collectors um, place these want ads in our groups, you know, looking for these pieces and, and willing to really pay up for them. Um, and to me, you know, uh, some people have, have, have put out the feelers on this stuff so much that they've really kind of made uh, a, a new price standard for them, you know, where, um, you know, maybe before they weren't achieving the, this sort of value. And now, you know, if you have someone who's saying, I want, I want this, you know, AFA 85 or 80 or 75 for, you know, 10, 12, $15,000. I mean, then in everyone's head who sees it, it becomes the standard price. Um, yeah. So this one, this one only sold for $500 more than the 21C. Um, it was an AFA 75 as opposed to an AFA 80. I don't know if, you know, grade is really important to Boba Fett collectors when you have one that just displays nicely. Um, but again, I, I think it maybe sold more because it's that offerless front, you know, as opposed to the, the giant red sticker um, on the 21C. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I just think you and I expected this to to go for, for both Boba Fats to sell for over ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm surprised it didn't hit that. Hmm. Okay, so that that ends number eleven through twenty four. Um, and so those, um, so the ones that we just talked about, they were in the top 100 items in the entire catalog. Now, as we go through, uh, we count down from 10 to one, these 10 items were in the top 50 items in the entire catalog. So again, you know, it's a, a 20%, uh, 20% of, of the, the top 50 items in the entire auction, uh, were represented by star Wars. Um, and this is one that, uh, I know that you have a, a, you know, a liking for, and, and so I'll let you, uh, you know, explain it's, uh, it's the Jabba roto molded, uh, conceptual creature design and it sold for $9,548. Yeah. It's a true prototype toy. Um, very early stage of the, the development of the Jabba the Hutt toy. Um, you know, rolled in, there's not a lot of roto molded, um, prototypes that come to market. So it's it's not surprising this wouldn't hit you know just under ten thousand. Mm. Yeah, and it's in a really interesting color too, and it reminds me. And before we we met up to uh, to chat about this, I was trying to to picture what it was because it's been going through my head all day. There was a, a maquette or a, a statue, a, a conceptual Jabba statue that was created for the Return of the Jedi, and I can't think of who created it. Um, I, oh, I want to say Stuart Freeborn, but I'm not even sure that it was him. Was it Phil um, Tippett? Oh, maybe it was Phil Tippett. It was, but and it, it's a it's a more slender looking Jabba, and yeah. to me, this conceptual creature uh, model looks like it was designed uh, based on that that original one. So yeah, it might have been Tippett. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a cool piece. Like I, you know the. There's a lot of people out there that collect Jabba and, you know, Jabba's palace stuff. You know, I figured this was uh, 
and kind of get caught up with a couple of people going after it that to collect that character. Um, but yeah, it ended kind of around where I think we thought it would would uh, would end. I'm not too shocked by it. I think going into the auction, I kind of I think in the back of my mind, I was just expecting it to be one of these pieces similar to. Um, I think in the previous auction, it was, I'm going to say, a Lando Skiff guard figure on a sample card. It might have been like a Zuckus or IG-88 card, and I think it sold for somewhere around $15,000, you know, or the, um, I think there was a carded um, Ewoks Poplu figure uh, from the the unproduced next series, and um, and it sold somewhere around the same price. I was just expecting this because it's such a unique piece. Um, it's, you know, again, it's an early model of, of a character that we all know and probably, you know, all had the, uh, the, the play set for growing up. Um, so I was surprised that it sold for under 10. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's a great price and it, it got it, it. You said it, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece is case beautifully as well too. Um, you know, again, another, another piece of history that we really haven't seen many of these pop up if any. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. unique. Um, next item, we had the, the gold iconic Darth Vader prototype case in that kind of a dull gold color, very reminiscent of the front cover of the sand suite book. Um, just a very famous toy, um, AFA graded 80 plus doesn't really matter, but, um, this piece sold for 9,735 and I thought this was low myself, um, I thought that, it, you know, given just how iconic it is and that really unique color, um, I figured that, you know, you get a, a few people going after this one well past 10,000. Yeah, it, it's really, you know, again, um, I, I would put it up there as, you know, one of the top 10 pieces, if not the top five pieces uh, in the entire auction. Um, it is just, it's so iconic. Uh, it's It's a piece that you could have in your house that you really wouldn't have to say much. You know, most people are familiar with the case. Um, it's a great conversation piece, though, too, because it does lead to the conversation of why is this, you know, gold? But it's just everyone's familiar with the black case, you know, and then to see it in this dull gold is, um, is you know, again, incredibly striking. Um, this was one that you had expressed interest in, uh, in you know, as far as uh, possibly pursuing it. Um it it went for you know quite a bit. Uh, I I really didn't know where this would land. Um, you know we we were I think we've been fortunate to have some friends pick up some of these cases, not in the dull gold that that's you know this is really different, but just in 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 that C three PO gold uh, and you know maybe for something like half of what this went for in in you know past years. Um, so these have certainly appreciated. Um, I agree with you. I mean I think this this should have been one of those more shocking pieces. Um, we had that last, last auction with the, um, the C3PO with removable limbs first shot. You know, I think it sold for something like 25,000. I wasn't expecting that, but you know, again, 15 grand, 18 grand is, uh, sure. You know, and, and it could possibly hit that in, in a year or two. Yeah. I'm kind of kicking myself for not, not, uh, going after this harder, but I was watching a couple of the other auctions and um, just kind of lost sight of it. Speaking of other auctions that you might've been watching, mm, uh, yes. I'll let you go here with number eight. This is the return of the Jedi 
Uh, it's a 65 A back uh, Return of the Jedi Weequay proof card um, for the for the Jabba's Palace character Weequay. But instead of it saying Weequay on the on the name pill, uh, instead it said Skiff Guard. So Matt, I I know you um, you love this piece. So if you want to explain a little bit about it and what it meant to you, yeah, it's the I don't know Weequay. So whenever I got back into collecting in in '89, it was because of a Weequay Men on Card that I saw at a comic book shop. Um, still got in my collection, so Weequay's always you know had a I've got a soft spot for it for the character. And then just to get this piece, it's you know one of the more unique pieces for that character in that run. Um, so I, you know, really thought about pulling the trigger here, but then it just it went past what. I was comfortable spending on, uh, on the piece, uh, you know, jealous of whoever got it. And, uh, if you ever want to trade for it, just hit me up. Matt.George on uh, Facebook. And that person's and name is Dave Filoni. So good luck. <laughs> um, what, what, if you were uh, going into the auction, what were you estimating it to land at? Well, I think, uh, I mean, it's always hard to to judge. Yeah. I thought it would be, you know, at, at least 7,500 as kind of the floor. And, you know, if if I could have got it for that, for that price, uh, I probably would have picked it up. Um, but then it got past, you know, 8,000, 9,000. And, um, I, I was just like, man, this is really kind of going for more than I thought it would. Yeah, and um, and the fact that it ended at ten thousand three hundred and eighty four dollars, you know, puts it at at the number eight in our list. But that is when you think about it for you know really for a proof card that's not a main character, you know, really a tertiary character. I mean that that's a substantial amount of money for a name change. Yeah, and you know, unless this one's traded hands, you know, three or four times, then you know there are more than you know, one or two of these out there. So it's not like it's a one of one type of situation too. So one, you're saying that one day it'll be yours. Hopefully, man. (laughs) I'd really like to pick one up. Okay. So what do we have at number seven? What do we got here? This is the carded droids, Boba Fett graded AFA 75. And this went for 11,422. Strong to quite strong. This is another one where we've had uh, a few collectors who have put out feelers for it, you know, on, on our groups and um, and we're offering, you know, substantial rewards. Um, the fact that this ended up almost at twelve thousand dollars and probably with, you know, tax and shipping uh, will we'll be there. Um, it's very hard to find. A droids carded Boba Fett in really good condition. Um, a lot of them just sat, you know, on clearance racks and in bins and stuff for a while, and there really weren't very many produced. Um, so, you know, the fact that this is a seventy-five, it's actually a really good grade for the um, <laughs> for this particular figure. And you know, again, eleven thousand four hundred twenty-two dollars for uh, for a Boba Fett figure tells us that. I mean, really, he's he's kind of been the the star of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of the auction so far. Yeah. I, I don't pretend to follow the, that droids market. Like, uh, 
I couldn't care less about it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but just like from afar, my gut says, man, this is like crazy high. I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool card back. I mean, I dig it. It's got that kind of holiday special feel to it. Um, but man, I just, I, I, to ha- to have it more than what the, the 21 back went for, um, you know, the same condition. I it just, I was surprised for, it went for over 2000 more. Well, and it's funny. I think, I think most collectors would probably prefer to have the 21 back, whether it's an A, B or C, um, the original star Wars Boba Fett. But, um, we see them pop up much more frequently than this droids Boba Fett, you know, only gosh, maybe a few pop up each year and they could be ones that are, you know, that are just being passed from, from, you know, one collector to the next, to the next. So, you know, we don't know, but, um, certainly aren't very many around. And, um, you know, usually once somebody gets it, they hold on to it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's always been a popular figure and an expensive one. Um, but I think, I think these have really tripled in price over the last maybe two years. So, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, someone got a nice one. Uh, next item, loose, DT Darth Vader production AFA 75 12,651. Yeah, so this is just this is not a prototype. This is just a loose Darth Vader figure. Um the 75 plus is is a a nice grade for it. Um and uh yeah, the fact that it almost hit $13,000, I mean it, to me that that's for a Vader, it seems a little low, only because there's been such a strong market for the Vader uh, in previous years, where I would have expected this to be around maybe fifteen, maybe seventeen thousand. But um, yeah, Matt, what do you you've you've um, you've you've handled a few uh, double telescoping Darth Vaders? Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is um, I don't know, kind of in line with where where I thought it would be. Um, you know when. You, when you have an 85, you know, you're talking, you know, around the 20,000, um, then, you know, 80, if you scale it down, you know, you're talking, you know, 15, 17,000, somewhere in there. So I thought, you know, 75, 10, 11, 12,000, that made sense to me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really nice piece. They display beautifully, especially with the new cases, uh, for both AFA and CAS, I mean, they just, they look fantastic. Um, now, uh, this one, again, this is another one that uh, at, at number five here, we have the droids uh, unproduced gaff figure, and it's an unpainted first shot. Um, the colors were absolutely gorgeous on this one. Um, it's it's a figure that you don't normally see. Uh, so when something like this comes up, you know, it, it, it does tend to, um, to, to bring in a lot of interest and, um, and a, a high price. So this one sold for $13,570. Uh, the figure itself had a yellow torso, uh, kind of a peach colored head, orange limbs, and then, uh, or orange arms and Navy blue legs. Um, you know, and it's just, just a fantastic one. Um, so this is sitting at, at number five on our list. Um, I don't know. Was it something, I know you're not a droids collector, but uh, did it interest you at all? I mean, Gav's about the dumbest toy. I mean, I, 
I, this is like one of the more unappealing characters in like the entire toy universe. Um, but like that being said, it was a cool color scheme, like for a, for a prototype for star Wars, it stands out just because of the, uh, the colors being so different from, from the production. It really doesn't look like a star Wars figure, you know, the closer I look at it. Um, I mean, it actually looks, it almost looks like, um, one of the, the Dulocs from, from Ewoks, but without any fur. Um, but it just, it's a nice piece. Uh, again, I keep, I keep thinking I've, I've held this exact one. Uh, and I, I have a few, you know, we haven't seen many of these, but I have a few, uh, reasons why I think I, I held this exact one at some point. Um, and I, I think the price originally was somewhere around 30,000 for at least for the one that I, I had held. But, um, gosh, what a, what a, what a cool little item. Um, it, it surprised me, uh, yeah, and I think I think it surprised you as well too because we were we were actually watching the uh, the auction together, and you just sent me a message that just said "gaff," uh, and it, it had jumped up. I think it was somewhere around maybe six or seven thousand, and then wound up just you know really flying up to about thirteen. So, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't certainly wasn't surprised it got out there just because it's you know unpainted, unique, hard to find character unproduced so had a lot going for it um so definitely not uh, not surprised next item we got carded 12a luke now this is the one that had the skew on the footer and this was a beauty checking in at afa 85 grade and it went for fourteen thousand two seventy eight. and to clarify this is a this is a normal single telescoping luke skywalker figure um, you're right. It has a skew on the footer. Fantastic grade. Um, what did you, when you, when you saw the, the end result at $14,278, what did you think? I mean, just, it sounded really high, but then like the more I thought about it, I'm like, I mean, it's I, as early as you get from, you know, the main character and 85 conditions. So I mean, this is about as good as it's going to get for just kind of the person that wants to get the just the twelve A skews going. Like this is the kind of the feather in your cap. Yeah, really nice piece. Um, really, really hard to find. Um, we had mentioned this in in the last episode that um, you know it seems like somebody had a pretty solid run of um of skew footer carded figures uh and so maybe you know a number of these skew footers came from one collection uh but they all seem to be in really nice shape and you know luke is just it's one of the harder figures to get in a in an 85 um and this one was just absolutely beautiful so at number four it's a <laughs> it's a nice landing spot for it and yeah 14,000 I mean makes sense I think I think ones without the skew have been selling upwards you know somewhere between 5 to 8,000 just in our, our regular collecting groups and on you know Facebook I mean on uh, eBay so uh th- this doesn't seem to be that shocking of a price. Yep, agreed. Okay, we've reached the uh the final the top 3. Um we have an Empire Strikes Back action display stand prototype so this is based on the original star wars one 
where it, it had uh, nameplates for the 12 figures and it had little stands that you put the figures on, uh, except they were actually looking at continuing this. And some have made it out in production packaging. Um, we're not sure if if they were samples or you know if they were actually released to stores, uh, but this is a, a prototype version. I don't believe it came with the box. I think it was just the, the stand with the backer and the nameplate on it. Um, and it sold for fifteen thousand seven hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. Is that package the ESB one? Is was that like a test market kind of deal? That's what I'm thinking. Um, there was a discussion on this a few months ago in one of our groups, and I believe someone said that. Oh, uh, it happened um, right around the time where um, there was a boxed version that was opened, and all the contents uh, were displayed and encased in acrylic with the box, um, and. That I think it sold for thirty six thousand dollars in the last Hakes auction. Um, mm-hmm. So this one is just the, uh, the the stand with the backer. Um, but yeah, and, and Hakes maybe even mentioned that it was made, you know, and just kind of distributed in in test markets. But you know, you're really talking about a handful that, especially a handful that have just survived. Yeah, yeah, I'm shocked that this one got up there. I mean, there's definitely folks out there that specialize and and focus on those uh those display stands and have really nice runs going so if you get a couple of those people going after it you know i can see it getting up there but man just as an as an item it's just kind of boring to me i mean it's hard to display really well um i don't know just not it's just a dull slab of gray (laughs) plastic Okay, I could see it's a it. cool I mean, item. Like I, I love, the, I love the action display stand. Like just the the regular one, but the prototype one. I don't know, just doesn't really do it for me. I agree. The one that sold for thirty six thousand um, came with the box, and the way that it was cased was, you know, just just beautiful. Um, and that box is gorgeous. I think it's you know a red box, and it has the Empire uh, logo on it and the characters. And I think with missing that box it doesn't display as nicely. It doesn't have that same effect, uh, that same visual effect. So um, 15,000 didn't seem that high to me, especially because it is a prototype. It's likely a one of one and we haven't really seen any others like this pop up. Um, But now between, so that was number three. uh, So we're getting down to our final two and our number, there is a huge jump from number three to number two. Uh, Here we're looking at the, and I, I know you love this one, so I'm going to let you go all in on this. But uh, this was the original Star Wars release. It's a sealed Millennium Falcon, graded at an 80, and it sold for $42,834. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about this one. Uh, would not be shocked if this got up around, you know, well over the estimate. Um, just given where the, the demand for high grade sealed items over the last couple of auctions, you know, we talked about the Vader TIE fighter um, really getting up there in price. And then you see really, really nice graded examples of more common boxed items from that time period, you know, garnering significant attention. And now you have this grade uh, AFA 80 it was an AFA 80 plus, right? I think it was an AFA 80 plus at 42,000. Um, yes. Yes. Me, it's an, it's an AFA 80 plus. Yeah. And to, that's just, it's, I'm not surprised. I mean, we talked about this as being one of the items that could go, you know, in this area. 
I expected this just personally. I expected it to wind up somewhere around, I guess maybe the the twenty five to thirty five thousand dollar range. Um, so I, in a way, I was shocked to see it go up over forty thousand. But um, yeah, you know, and, and again, it's like. It, find another one you know in this condition and this one was just mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous um so yeah just a stellar piece um so on the back of the hakes catalog because the, the front for this one contained the captain america shield that i won um but yeah, congrats yeah, thanks uh, <laughs> um so uh, yeah i'll be sleeping in my car for the next 20 years um the uh but but so on the back they had uh, a number of items that were, I guess, you know, the bigger ticketed items and the ones that they really wanted to, to display on the back. And um, the Millennium Falcon was one of them, uh, you know, and, and right, rightfully so. Um, and then now coming in at number one, uh, it's the it it ended at the same exact price uh, as the sealed Millennium Falcon at forty two thousand eight hundred thirty four dollars, and it was. The carded 12A double telescoping Luke with the skew on the base. It was graded at an 80 and again sold for $42,834. Matt, were you surprised at all by the the end result? I mean, it's a healthy amount. I thought it would go even higher. And we talked about this, you know, it it wouldn't shock me if this set the record for kind of Luke Mox. Uh, at auction, I think fifty thousand or so was the that AFA ninety five uh, that sold a number of years back. But you know, uh, this would I wouldn't have shocked wouldn't have been shocked if this one set the set the record at fifty thousand. Yeah, I think we were both expecting it to hit somewhere around fifty. Um, Forty two is a is a nice ending for this. Maybe you know if it if it had been at eighty five, uh, I think that probably would have driven the price much higher. But um, but still, you know, just having a, a double telescoping Luke with the skew, uh, fantastic grade, and it just it displayed beautifully. So this was the the other piece that they had on the back of the catalog. Um, you know, just two gorgeous pieces ending at number one and number two. So. So, Matt, looking at this list of 24, um, what are your thoughts on it overall? Uh, you know, a number of the pieces uh, on the list, I thought would um, you know, were went quite low, and especially in some of the you know the the FET stuff. We talked about this maybe be an auction where FET we saw I mean, leap take a leap in in price. While certainly certainly they sold for quite a bit, um, I think they were all kind of under what we thought that they would go for, uh, especially on the the higher end stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, I always try to look at a list like this as if I went to a friend's house and they, you know, a collector and, and they had these pieces in their collection. Uh, what would it be like? And I mean, to me, it was just this this was such a, a healthy collection uh, for one auction. You know, and we're, we're just talking about 24 pieces right now. But really, when you get into some of the other pieces that they had, um, even things like the the droids side gunner first shot, you know, in non-production mm-hmm. colors and um, just all these beautiful pieces, you know, that really covered everything from Star Wars all the way up into, into droids. Um, just gorgeous, you know, just a, a yeah. just a deep one, had a little bit of something, you know, for everybody. And uh, 
yeah, just kind of a, a, a nice, um, a nice Star Wars auction and well represented. You know, there were a lot of bidders, a lot of interest and, uh, yeah. And I mean, the, the prices were pretty solid. I think you're right about the Boba Fett stuff. Um, I did expect them to be higher. And so, you know, especially going into the, the show, uh, I think people, you know, got some pretty nice deals, especially on some of these rare and more iconic carded pieces. So. Yeah. Another thing I think is bear worth, that's definitely worth mentioning is, uh, AFA 85 stuff is definitely selling for more than we're, we were expecting. And I think the, you know, the 75, 70, uh, 80 to an extent on some of the items are selling for lower than we thought. So it does look like people are, you know, taking that, you know, condition matters more than anything. And, um, you know, that's definitely on display here with these 85s just going for, quite a bit more than we thought, you know, the sand people, the Leia 12 backs, um, you know, the Luke 85 with skew footer at 14,000. Um, and then you look at some of the, the fets at 75 and, and so on kind of underperforming. It just looks like, you know, condition means more than ever. Absolutely. And especially when it comes down to the, the carded figures, um, it's funny. So I, when I did the the Hakes uh, two thirty two wrap up uh, for an episode, um, I was able to kind of pull out a, a few items not a, not a ton, but a few items that that I thought were more at value prices. And I mean, just really looking through this list, um, if you are a value collector, it's it, there. There are very few items that that hit that you know everything is really to me especially the carded stuff was in that either fair market value or really kind of beyond what what fair market value was um i know this one didn't make our list but you and i had had discussed it and <laughs> i think our jaws dropped on it um the fact that a loose blue snaggletooth which is thought of as a rare figure and, and it's getting harder and harder to find uh, one in nice condition uh this one was graded at an 85 plus and it sold for thirty nine hundred dollars. Um, yeah, and there's eighty five, and then there was that carded Power of the Force Imperial Gunner eighty five. Mm-hmm. It was straight eighty five, unpunched, yellow bubble, and yellow sold bubble thirty four hundred. Yeah. So again, there's you know two more examples of eighty five just going well past what we thought that they could go for. Absolutely, and, you know, and, and a figure like that to me has really kind of topped out at around a thousand, maybe a little more. Um, you might even, you know, with this, with the current market, uh, you know, over the current, over the past few months where there has been a real concentration on high grade power of the force, you know, last 17 or last 15, whatever you want to call it, carded figures, maybe 2000. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) those were two items that, that shocked us. Um, I was surprised when it came to the power of the force figures, there were a few, that were U graded, so they were uncirculated, which meant that they were uh, that that someone had sent in a, a sealed case of these carded figures to AFA, and that they opened the case and they pulled them from from a case, and because these had, had never made it onto store shelves and were never touched by uh, you know uh, by other human hands, um, in the past they've they've sold for quite a bit. Um, you and I had, had spoken about the, there was a Luke Poncho, I think that sold somewhere in like the 
$3,000, $3,400 range, somewhere like that in the last auction. It was graded a U85. Mm-hmm. There was a U75 uh, in this particular auction. And I have the price here. It sold. So the Imperial Gunner sold for $3,482. And that was not U graded. Um, and then you had the Luke Skywalker and Battle Poncho graded at an uncirculated U75. And it sold for $778. And then U75, the Rom- what are they just like wadding them up and throwing them into these cases? <laughs> Like it comes out of the case in 75. Like what are they, what's yeah. going on in those cases? Man? Oh, well, I mean, you know, just the way that they were packed in, I guess. Um, a Ramba graded at a U80 sold for $428. And a Warrock graded at a U75 sold for $337. Um, you know, which just to me, that was kind of surprising. But I, I think what had happened, I think this is this might be the end of the, of the, the case. Um, but there were... Over the past, I think, year or two, two years, there have been uh, a handful of these U-graded carded figures in in each auction, and I think, you know, there just there just seemed to be less interest in that, and and it surprised me because anytime there, you know, there, there are just so few, and especially when you you have a number of figures in one line for the power of the force you know, you're not going to have a ton of one particular figure. So I was just, I was really surprised to see um, in an auction where everything was really selling pretty high that these uncirculated ones were not going for more than, uh, more than they did. Yeah. I, I, I don't know too much about the U graded stuff. I don't keep up with it, but mm-hmm. um, I, I just hear anecdotally, you know, there's quite a few people out there that, try to track it down. So yeah, it's surprising when something, you know, that rare uncommon comes up for sale that it, that it doesn't exceed the expectations. But again, you know, again, it's not, it's not an 85, uh, even though it's a U grade, it's just, you know, that something about that 85. Well, yeah. And, and, um, the Luke Skywalker, we had talked about this one and this was one that I was potentially targeting until it went for a ridiculous price. Um, it's the one with the um, the alternate gunner photo for the Return of the Jedi series, and so instead of having Luke standing on Tatooine looking at the twin suns, it has him in the gunner cockpit. And this was a really rare one. It's a seventy-seven back, graded at an eighty-five with yellow bubble, and it sold for four thousand seven hundred and twenty dollars. Um, in addition to it being extremely rare and being an iconic picture of Luke and an iconic figure of the original Luke. Um, I think that 85 grade really propelled it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Man, the 85s should have gone back and just bought everything 85s. <laughs> Not a bad idea, right? Man, crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and even um, there was uh, just one more figure I wanted to point out. This is uh, this is from the the droids line, um, similar to the Boba Fett. You know, it's just another rare one to find it's the a-wing pilot that came out on the power of the force card and was re-released in the droid series in 85 um and uh and that one was graded in 80 plus for this auction and it sold for three thousand two hundred and forty five dollars i've never Mm -hmm. seen one go for that much i in fact i'm still kicking myself because i turned one down a few years ago graded at an 85 and i think it i think it was like 500 uh you know, and <laughs> but uh, but now you know at these prices, it's 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 crazy. So mm. 
you know, if there was, if there was one word, um, I guess three words to describe this this auction to me. It was carded Star Wars. You know, that's that's really what showed up here and what really commanded a lot of attention and some incredibly high prices. Yeah, fair assessment. It's uh, for not having a big hero rocket fed six figure item. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of doubles. No home runs, but a lot of doubles. A lot of triples. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, using the, the baseball analogy, um, when you, when you look overall at, at the entire picture of the star Wars segment, I mean, it really, you know, at the end of it to turn around and, and to look at what was offered, uh, and, and some of the prices and just, you know, the, the condition of these pieces and the rarity and just covering, gosh, you know, uh, eight years of, of Kenner production. Um, it, it really was a fantastic game. You know, they, they just, they, Hakes did a great job of, of curating this and, uh, and, and offering a ton of amazing pieces. Um, yeah. So, uh, so that's the Hakes auction, the fall Hakes auction, uh, number 233. Um, Matt, were there any other items that, um, that stood out to you or that surprised you? No, we've talked about everything that, that uh, I wanted to bring up, um, it was fun watching it, watching these prices go up, and um, you know I'm jealous of uh, some of these folks that picked up some of these Lukes and and uh, some of these uh, skiff guard proofs and all that good stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, they did a really good job of curating these. Yeah, to your point, like plenty of selection of you know the first movie the second movie the third movie you know plenty of product power of the force um there's something for everybody at at most price points so um you know i we didn't talk about that bespin security guard uh return of the <laughs> jedi yellow 80 80 y I'm, I'm looking it up right now i figure we, we might uh, as well um so it ended at so this was a Bestman Security Guard 47 back graded at an 80 with a yellow bubble, as you said, and it ended at $6,745. Yeah, shock. Shocking. Uh, it actually – so uh, I always like to it, look it at – ended at minus, right? <laughs> They're like paying someone to, to take this thing off their hands. It, it ended uh, lower – it was half the price of the Lobot, um, which I was really shocked. I really thought the Lobot was going to be the the – lowest one but there's been a renewed interest in the uh, low bot um so it ended at 189 dollars um mm. thank was, god they put that in that auction so mm. hey look there were a few people who bid on it and uh so uh, you know i'm sure somebody who won it was really happy i couldn't i wanted to see uh the actual figure itself to see the condition because it looked like a really nice one uh, and there's it they're just getting for for both bestman guards they're getting harder and harder to find them in good condition um one day Matt, you will be paying over a thousand dollars for one, and you will be like, "Oh, I could have gotten one for one hundred eighty-nine dollars." Um, Hard pass. Hard I'll tell pass. you what I think the steal of the of the auction is. Uh, you know, just looking at like carded figures and and for value, um, there was a Leia, a redheaded Leia Hoth figure on a forty-one back A card, which has the survival kit offer. Really hard to find them, especially with the red hair. They go for crazy amounts of money usually. Um, this one was graded a 60 because underneath the bubble, there was a hairline crack. 
And if you're displaying it, you wouldn't even notice it, especially I think if you look at the the main picture they had of it, you wouldn't even notice it until they actually they had to take a picture of the bottom of it to show you that. And so that earned a 60 as a result, and it sold for $389. Um, that's including the buyer's premium. I don't think that's a bad price. If you're somebody who's been looking for a Leia Hoth figure, especially a red-headed Leia Hoth figure, um, you know, and, and don't want to pay the thousand or twelve hundred plus for it. I mean, that that's a that's a pretty good one. So, hmm. interesting. Yeah, I, I don't keep up with the variants too much, mm-hmm. but that seems just gut says that's pretty low. And uh, the Dengar, the forty-one back Dengar, graded an eighty plus, sold for almost twelve hundred dollars. So that's crazy, <laughs> crazy. I mean, yeah. we talked about those are tough to find in, in decent shape. Absolutely. Um, but my God, twelve hundred bucks, twelve hundred dollars. I mean, I remember when that was, you know, fifty bucks all day. Yeah, and and uh, it's a, a Luke Skywalker graded at a forty-one. I'm sorry, graded at a forty-one. A Luke Skywalker graded at an eighty-five. The forty-one back A version sold for thirty-seven hundred dollars. So that makes a little more sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's. Some of these prices, you know, if you get a chance, uh, if you're interested in this, you can go to the Hakes auction uh, page at hakes.com. And um, if you click on past auctions, you can actually look at all of the realized prices. Um, and, you know, you can see it for everyone. I believe I added it up. There were there were almost 250 lots just for Star Wars. Uh, so really impressive. But um, yeah, I mean, some of these prices are, you know, especially when you start looking at the Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi figures, um, you know, they were they were uh, they were definitely a, a shocker. So, well, I look forward to doing the next one, man. This was fun, Matt. We I think we did a pretty good job on two thirty three. I can't wait to see what turns out for two thirty four, and I'd like to, um, you know, to to take a first look with you again too. That was that was a blast doing that, and then you know, looking at the uh, the final results as well. Absolutely. Let's do it. Fantastic. Well, so we, we have that set for the spring then. I, I think the next one is will probably be uh, somewhere in, in March. Uh, you know, so please join us again. And uh, uh, <laughs> we, we hope to find some really you know, special gems and maybe get Matt either a, a gold Darth Vader case or uh, another skiff guard proof card. So, mm. yes, one of these days. Oh, just and before we go, uh, just one more piece. I wanted to, to run this by you. Um, we had talked about how Hakes had inserted modern and really for the first time that, that I can remember, um, into an auction like this. And so we had the, um, it was the, uh, the Haslab, uh, yes, skiff. The guitar. yeah. So, and it sold, I'm looking for the price here. It sold. So it came, it was unopened and it, it had, uh, the shipping box as well. And it sold for $1,700. Wow. And then what did that Yak Face go for? The Yak Face was graded at an 80, which for modern collectors is, is low. Uh, it sold for 266. Hmm. Um, but, yeah. you know, but again, a, a complete unopened um, Jabba sail barge with the, yeah. the Yak Face figure uh, for 1700. I, I think that's, I think that's a pretty strong price. And it, it, you know, it might be the thing to, to get auction companies to look, you know, at, at some of the, uh, the rarer and, um, and more valuable modern pieces. Yeah, I think it definitely seems like a strong-ish price. I know for a while there, um, close to after they came out, um, you know, people were paying 
more than this for those, and they've just kind of settled down to about this price. So uh, good to see modern for sure. I like to see more modern prototypes come up. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, there's, you know, renewed interest in those and, you know, the Power of the Force 2 stuff starting to get nostalgic to some folks and uh, those have gained in popularity significantly over the last, you know, since the pandemic started and even maybe a little bit before then. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that'd be fun to see a couple of key pieces from that era pop up. So here's hoping for auction number 234 in the spring. I know, right? Knock on wood. <laughs> All right, Matt, thank you again for doing this. This this was so great. I'm glad, you know, as I said earlier, we, we didn't plan on doing a results one and that was that was my fault. But um but you were kind enough to uh you know to to you know want to be a part of it. Uh and um and I'm so glad we did. You know, it was great to take a look at the auction before it it ended and then after it ended and, and the uh, prices were realized. So this was a lot of fun. I look forward to the next one that we do, my friend. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me on. And if uh, if anyone would like to uh, to get a copy of your book, again, it's called Engineering an Empire. Um, where can they pick it up? On our website at engineeringandempirebook.com or on facebook.com slash engineeringandempirebook. And what is your favorite part about the book? Um, the cover. No, I, it's it's... <laughs> It's it's a cool cover, um, but you know just some of the pieces that turned up during the course of our research, um, having those in the book and having them help us kind of uh, you know guide the narrative throughout the book, and um, I think that's my favorite part about it is just some of the stuff we turned up for it. Because of your book, I feel much more connected to the people that worked on. So the the, the book is about. Uh, the, the people who worked on the Kenner line, and um, I, I just feel more connected to them. Um, we've actually gotten to know of a few of them, you know, in, in the in the groups, and you know, you've certainly um, gotten to know them, you know, through interviewing them and, and hearing about their their uh, their life stories. But it's just it's been fantastic. So for anyone who hasn't read it, uh, it it's truly worth picking up. And again, it's Engineering an Empire. Um, a fantastic read, amazing photos and, and great stories. And, you know, if you, if you care about, uh, Star Wars and the figures that came from the, the films of that era, um, it, it's really a, a true asset, a true resource, and it needs to be on your bookshelf. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we still have, I don't know, about a hundred or so copies left. So, um, holidays are coming up. You don't know what to get your SO for Christmas, then they're like old Star Wars toys. You know, pick it up. It's a it's a good read. Absolutely. All right. Matt, thank you again for taking the time out to do this. This was so much fun to explore the Hicks auction with you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it.